From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. WIA National News for week commencing September 13, 2015 and I'm Graeme VK4 Baker Baker. The South Australian District Court has convicted a 46-year-old man of using a citizens' band radio to make outrageous claims and threats. Under several aliases, including Mr Throat Punch, the defendant had used CB to harass people and disturb communications in the Adelaide area. After his counsel asked for mercy, Judge Jack Costello issued a suspended sentence of nine months jail, provided the man be of good behaviour for two years and he pay a $500 fine. The man, who pleaded guilty to five counts, was ordered to forfeit 20 pieces of radio equipment. The suspension was due to a guilty plea, remorse and attempts to rehabilitate. Judge Jack Costello warned the man he had received an indulgence from the court and a chance to mend his way, and urged him to use it wisely. Australia's National Transport Safety Investigator has found that a drone copter crash filming the final between Australia and New Zealand at the Melbourne Cricket Ground last March was most likely caused by radio interference. The Australian Transport Safety Board has reported how the remotely piloted aircraft fell out of the sky to hit a median strip on busy nearby Batman Avenue. No one was injured in the March crash. The report found it's quite possible the high volume of radio traffic due to outside broadcasting and mobile phone usage at the stadium contributed to the accident. The World Cup cricket match was being televised before a crowd of 93,000 people with mobile phones and other signals probably being substantial and sufficient to override control signals. Council acts to prevent radio station interference. Northwest Community FM Radio, that serves the northwest suburbs of Melbourne, cannot use its newer antenna, cited as causing interference to the Hume City Council. After failure of Council's telecommunications and information technology systems, it was switched off, but the station still had its old antenna on the nearby Broadmeadows Town Hall. Northwest Radio, through its website and YouTube, is calling on the community to express its views to the council by phone, leaving comments on its online comments page. Pico Balloon PS52 that launched from Melbourne travelled just north of New Zealand, then turned south, but encountered poor weather in the Antarctic region. Launched Saturday, September 5, it was tracked on HF by the weak signal modes of JT9 and Whisper via a solar-powered 25-milliwatt transmitter. Andy VK3YT, Mr Balloon himself, says the balloon reached the Southern Ocean on Monday and after being tossed around for a few hours by a rough weather front, it had a rapid loss of altitude and went down. PS52 reaffirmed such foil party type balloons that normally float at high altitude in the jet stream flow had to cope with weather when at such relatively low altitudes. Now, although we did bring you this news last week, seeing it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and not everybody can tune in each week, let's run through the Anzac 100 program for this month again. The Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Club will be using VK100 Anzac commemorative call sign for 48 hours from September 19. It's headed by Paul VK5PAS at the National Military Vehicle Museum, Edinburgh, just north of Adelaide. It'll have a transceiver into dipoles for 40, 20 and 15 metre bands between 0100 UTC and 0700 UTC. 
Later, the North East Radio Club on September 25 and for three days is VI5 Anzac. Organiser Nigel Freeston, VK5NIG, advises the 11th Light Horse Regiment Battle of Palestine had the largest known group of Indigenous Australians in one AIF unit. Then Operation Jaywick will be commemorated in both Queensland and Perth. Operation Jaywick saw seven enemy ships sunk in Singapore Harbour in 1943. The surprise raid was not linked to Australia at the time. On September 26 and for 120 hours at the Z Special Force Memorial, Damon Point in south-east Queensland, the Harvey Bay Amateur Radio Club will be VI4 Anzac. The club had a close association with Horry Young, VK2 AMZ, Silent Key, the leading telegraphist, who donated a treasured piece of the crate ship hull that is now at the local historical museum Z Special Force Display. VI4 Anzac will be QRV 80 metres through to 10 metres, SSB and CW. In the Memorial Park with a hex beam and dipoles on the first day, then further operation from club member QDHs. The second Operation Jaywick commemoration is in Perth as VK100 Anzac for 48 hours. This is in memory of the crate that was refuelled and repaired at Exmouth Gulf, West Australia, and the brave exploits of its commando crew. The ship crate left our shores disguised as a local fishing boat. The men stained their skin deep brown with dye to appear more Asiatic in appearance. On arrival, six paddled 50 kilometres to set up a base in an island cave, then, under cover of the night, put mines on enemy ships and hid during the explosions. On returning to Australia from Singapore Harbour, the crate came nearby to an enemy patrol boat. However, it was not challenged. In the text edition of this broadcast is the URL of an SBS TV documentary about Operation Jaywick. Also in Perth, September 28, for 48 hours, the West Australian Defence Amateur Radio User Group will be VI6 Anzac at the HMAS Stirling facilities to mark the anniversary of two World War I Victoria Cross recipients. VI6 Anzac has 15 operators already, but more are welcome, provided they are approved prior to entering the restricted HMAS base on Garden Island. Details on the Anzac 100 program, of course, are on wia.org.au, and you can check out Facebook for the VI6 Anzac operation. The WIA has updated the club pages on the WIA website, improving the ability for clubs to accurately pinpoint their club meeting rooms on the club page Google Map by providing Global Positioning System or GPS coordinates. Not only is this method highly accurate and easy for clubs, it also makes finding club meetings simple. The WIA clubs are invited to review and update their listings or use the monthly calendar for their events or activities. Here's how you find a local club. Go to www.wia.org.au, click on the Radio Clubs link and then select your state. The map you get is zoomable and you can click on a tower to get really useful information on a club near you or near where you're travelling. The WIA website address, www.wia.org.au. The Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, has commissioned the new SPECTRA system for apparatus licence processing and management. SPECTRA, which replaced the old RADCOM platform, means changes for all who hold an ACMA licence and the WIA exam service. Some of the main changes include specialised blue licence paper is no longer used, licensee contact can be through email if preferred, the station location is in the ACMA database, 
new simple licence application form is specific for amateur radio, and the WIA no longer collects the candidate ACMA licence fee. The ACMA, on receiving a WIA processed result, callsign recommendation and licence application, issues an invoice to the candidate and a licence on payment. Licence variation is discontinued for upgrading. The WIA public list of available call signs complies with the SPECTRA format. The ACMA will also send a validation notice before licence expires, and then a renewal summary when a licence is renewed. These changes are on wia.org.au and are expected in a future edition of Amateur Radio Magazine. The WIA has recognised the 10-year service of assessors active from the very start of the Foundation licence, yes, 10 years ago. Each assessor in the first batch of 60 now has a certificate, the voluntary coal face of the WIA exam service. They assess candidates for the Foundation, standard and advanced licences. The assessor gives up time, abides by a set of rules, keeps their ACMA licence and working with children check current and responds to any concerns or changes that may occur. The assessors are trained and qualified by the WIA Registered Training Organisation accredited by the WIA and their knowledge and performance is audited. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Whipping around VK, Graham Knight, VK3GRK, advisors of a presentation entitled 100 Years of Broadcasting. Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club invites the public to the 100 Years of Broadcasting presentation by Radio KLFM's Brad Gear, VK3 FFFM. Although radio has been around since the late 1800s, broadcasting was not conceived until the early part of the 20th century. Brad will take a look at the first broadcasters in Australia, early radio station call signs and what they stood for, as well as broadcasting today and challenges facing the radio industry. The presentation will also include a brief history of Radio KL-FM. The evening commences at 7.30pm, Friday, September 18, at the First Bendigo Scout Hall. That's in Vine Street. A gold coin donation would be appreciated. Tea, coffee and biscuits available. For more information, contact Kevin Crockett. Now, staying in Central Victoria a moment, here's a publicity opportunity. The Castle, Maine Pioneers and Old Residents Association often opens up to the public the telegraph station, along with its telegraphy equipment and documentation collection. On Melbourne Cup Day, Tuesday, November 3, it wants to include wireless telegraphy through the ages. Tony Feller, VK3KKP, has been asked to coordinate such an event, but needs a little help from other radio amateurs. He has already asked the WIA to send him some printed publicity material, and Tony, VK3KKP, describes it as an unparalleled opportunity to promote amateur radio. Although at this stage it's only a one-off event, it may lead to a more permanent display. If you can help this Castlemaine project, please contact Tony. Here's one way off in 2016, but well worth putting in the diary now. Tark Australia Day Long Weekend Family Radio Camp. It happens from Friday afternoon the 22nd to Tuesday afternoon the 26th of January at the Girl Guides Association of Queensland Campsite and Training Centre, Blue Water. AX4WIT will be on air from the camp to provide directions and contact and assesses on site for exams and tutoring. The VK9 and WIA AGM 2016 is on Norfolk Island VK9. 
The location enthusiasm has so far meant 80 bookings being received for the weekend of May 27, 28 and 29. As we've been telling you, the idea was first raised at the WIA AGM in Canberra this year and instantly gained support from members present. The WIA board then looked at flight, accommodation, venue opportunities and a firm plan was posted on wia.org.au along with a booking form. Now some people may wish to extend their stay and enjoy the historical and tourist attractions on offer. There still is time to book a spot and be part of a memorable WIA AGM weekend on Norfolk. Visit wia.org.au and make your booking. What use is an F call? In the past I've mentioned that we're not alone on the bands. We as a community, hams or radio amateurs, have radio spectrum we can use, specific ranges of frequencies that are available to our exclusive or shared use. Radio being radio means that we're also able to be heard by other radio users. Those users come from all walks of life. Not only do we have diversity within our own little community, the listeners beyond our license add a whole new range of variety. We sometimes refer to them as shortwave listeners. But that's not all, and it's not particularly accurate either. We have, of course, our share of CB listeners, sometimes disparaging referred to as chicken band. They are members of HF clubs and associations, people with scanners, and many other individuals and groups that are able to hear our transmissions. Some of those people might one day feel welcome enough to join in the party that Amateur Radio represents. They'll feel part of the community because they've been listening for years. So my first point for today is that you should be mindful of your audience. Being less than complimentary to other listeners, disparaging of mere SWLers or CBers, is not an inclusive activity and should be frowned on just as much as the abuse of F-calls. Secondly, our extended audience has lessons learned, skills acquired and has its own ecosystem around their activities. If amateurs reach out to those communities, you might find a whole range of new hams just itching to join in. If you are part of our extended family, hello, welcome, good to have you with us. If you'd like to talk to us or if you'd like to learn more about how this magic of radio works behind the scenes or how you might improve your own station, don't be afraid to ask. Find a group of amateurs, a club or contact your local training arm. If all that fails and you're not sure where to go, drop me a line. You can send an email to my call sign at wia.org.au. So that's Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo, at wia.org.au. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. The next generation vacuum electronics. Solid state electronics started to replace vacuum tubes more than 60 years ago. However, these remain in some applications. The 19th century technology, vacuum electronic devices, are in military service, powering vital communications and radars. The US-based Defence Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, responsible for emerging military technology, is looking at how to overcome the technical barriers and cost of vacuum tube technology. A driving force is the microwaves that have plenty of available spectrum. Any development in communication, data transmission and other capabilities will be of great benefit both to the military and other users. RSGB Convention Are you lucky enough to be visiting the UK in October? The RSGB Convention takes place on the 9th to the 11th of October at Kent's Hill Conference Centre in Milton Keynes. There will be a wealth of lectures on a very wide range of subjects. Day tickets are available online and savings are available until the 30th of September. Malted Digital Repeater 
the first DMR repeater in Malta has been operating for some time now and has a new call sign, 9 Hotel 1 Delta Mike Romeo. Amateurs visiting Malta are welcome to use the repeater using their allocated Maltese call signs, which are obtainable free of charge on application to the Malta Communications Authority, MCA, the Maltese equivalent of VK's ACMA. Later in this WIA newscast, we will visit Malta to hear of a major ham radio rescue exercise. Pirate Radio. How today's rebels have exchanged the North Sea for coffee shops and restaurants. No more bobbing around in pirate boats on the North Sea or shimmying up urban tower blocks to fix an FM aerial. Today's Radio Rebels broadcast from coffee bars, record shops and restaurants, commanding global online audiences and working within the law. They are online. Online stations are now transforming Britain's radio sector with their specialist knowledge and unique choice of location. A prime example of the movement is Meat Transmission, which operates from the upstairs of a burger restaurant in Hoxton, East London, the station not only broadcasts to diners across the meat liquor restaurant chain, but attracts online listeners from 130 countries and follows rules which might not be recognisable to Ofcom, including no bongos, no hippies and no cold play. In Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ 2015. Oceania DX Contest voice first full weekend in October. Oceania DX Contest CW second full weekend in October. WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day the weekend of the 14th and 15th of November. Now what do you do when you hear CQL timers next Saturday? Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW. Next Saturday, September the 19th, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club is holding its annual on-air party. This year it's in the form of a friendly contest in which everyone is invited to participate. The object is to make as many contacts as possible with RAOTC members. Essentially, the contest runs from 0400 to 1200 UTC, that is 2pm to 10pm Eastern Standard Time, or midday to 8pm Western Time. Only HF contacts made on pre-WARC bands of 160, 80, 40 and 20 metres count using SSB, AM or CW. VHF, UHF or repeater contacts don't count. RAOTC members can find full details of the contest on page 4 of your latest issue of OTN magazine and non-members by visiting the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au www.raotc.org.au If you hear someone calling CQ Old Timers next Saturday, please give us a call. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. Bendigo Amateur Radio Electronics Club invites all radio amateurs to join them on their weekly 80 metre HF net. Networking with fellow radio amateurs is a great way to learn and share knowledge and what better way to do it than via our favourite medium of amateur radio. 
Perhaps you would like to share and promote your club's activities or tell others about that exciting project you're working on. Barak members look forward to hearing about your interest and activities Thursday evenings at 8pm AEST or 1000 hours UTC on 3.655 MHz. And the calls on to listen out for is VK3CMZ. Special Occasion Station ZS9HEL. During the weekend of 24-27 September 2015, a group of ZS amateurs from the Western and Northern Cape will erect a special event station in the Gam Kaskluf, known as The Hell. A special call sign ZS9HEL was approved for this occasion. Contacts will be primarily on phone on 80, 40 and 20 metre bands, but there will also be a 160 metre antenna. Listen from Thursday 24 September till Sunday 27 September for this special event. Cardboard or paper QSLs will be via the Bureau. The Enigma event. Members of the ARI Fidenza will be activating special call signs IO4ENG and IQ4FE during the Enigma event. The Enigma event consists of exchanging ham radio messages over the air encrypted with the Enigma code of World War II to commemorate its importance in the history of communications and encryption. The Enigma event is one of the European researchers' night of events on September the 25th, when a number of initiatives will be organised by European research and cultural institutions. An amateur radio award, Enigma Award, is associated with this event. The ham activity of the Enigma Award will start on September the 12th. All details and rules are available on the official website, www.enigma-reloaded. Finally today, another country closes AM medium wave. In a post to the BDXC Yahoo group, Mike Terry brings news that Bermuda is closing its AM medium wave broadcast transmitters. Mike reports, Bermuda will be joining the growing list of radio countries no longer active on the AM broadcast band, medium wave. Closure of the 1280 VSB2 relay of BBN and 1450 VSB1 gold is expected September 30, 2015. The 1160 VSB3 relay of the BBC World Service has been off since May 2015 due to transmitter maintenance issues and loss of sponsorship. Awards Moran VK3 National Parks The Keith Roger Moran National Parks Award activation period in November has risen to 22 registrations. Many more are expected in the next eight weeks. The aim is to encourage portable operation in Victoria's 45 national parks. Those registered during the activity period of Friday the 13th until Monday the 16th of November and log 5 or more contacts will receive a free participation certificate. The award rules are simple and can be read on the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Just go to wia.org.au and select Clubs, then VK3. Microwave Enthusiast Award A new form of recognition for microwave enthusiasts could be with us this summer. The Microwave Enthusiast Award will recognise individuals for their technical ability with microwaves and or demonstrated mentoring abilities. Jim Linton, VK3PC, says Full details of the Microwave Enthusiast Award are expected to be released soon. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Winningham. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ARDF. 
John Peake, PA0ETE, has contacted us with a story on a national balloon fox hunt in the Netherlands. The annual balloon fox hunt is a well-known multimedia event in Europe that combines several ham activities around a radio payload which will fly underneath a weather balloon. This year, the event will be held on Sunday, September the 13th, and it's the 37th occasion. Usually the balloon will fly at 1100 hours UTC, and as the balloon and its payload reach up heights of up to 20 miles, its radio coverage reaches over several nations, such as the UK, the Netherlands, Belgium, France, Germany, and eventually more countries if the conditions allow such. In addition, a shortwave special event station will be on the air on the 40-metre band, hosted by operators who are part of this special organisation, exchanging balloon data, reception reports and are available for a QSO to support the event. Detailed information about the balloon fox hunt can be found on their website. Worldwide Special Interest Group CW. Is Morse code going through a revival? There is some thought that since the dropping of mandatory CW proficiency tests for radio amateurs in the A1 mode is in fact gaining in popularity. Until 2003, the International Telecommunications Union, the ITU, mandated Morse code proficiency as part of the amateur radio licensing once considered necessary to maintain a common language for all radio users. The trend since the abolition of mandatory CW has seen that the mode continue to perhaps grow. Indications are that the Morse code by radio amateurs may be emerging. The signs include the use of it during the QRP portable work of the Summits on the Air program. The recent WIA Remembrance Day contest, the largest in VK, well the results are yet to be published, but there are indications that a lot of CW logs have been entered. Can it be that Morse code, the original digital mode, is finding greater attraction? As they say, the jury is out, and we'll have to wait and see. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier A new AO7 distance record. On September the 5th, 2015, Dave Swanson, KG5CCI, completed a contact with Manuel EA5TT over a record-breaking distance of 7,947 kilometres via the Oscar 7 satellite operating in mode B. Going by their grid squares, this equates to 7,947.381 kilometres, which they believe to be a new record for AO7 mode B. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers, Centenarian Amateurs Honoured. Last week we told you of W2RP, who was awarded Certificate Number 1 by the QCWA for being a ham for 90 years. Well, three long-time radio amateurs have been in the news this week. The Quarter Century Wireless Association has honoured 105-year-old Charlie Hellman, W2RP, who got his licence in 1925 when he was just 15. Two of his siblings also held amateur licences. Robert, now a silent key, was W2JAN and Benjamin, 96, is W2VB. Another long-lived radio amateur is Harry Wolf, W6NKT, who is 106, although he's only been licensed since 1936. 
Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, major NCOM training exercise in Malta. The Malta Amateur Radio League, the MARL, have completed their involvement in a European Union-supported earthquake simulation exercise. Around 300 took part on September the 3rd to the 5th, in which was under the scenario that Malta was hit by a 7.6 magnitude earthquake. As part of the support provided by Amateur Radio to the exercise, around 220 messages were passed for the emergency services. To demonstrate all of the tools available to Amateur Radio, they also used digital modes to pass text files, photos and other images between locations, and also assisted with setting up networks and other IT and technical support. This exercise provided a great opportunity to show what they can do in a disaster in Europe, raising awareness with the authorities and highlighting that disasters can occur anywhere. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Just about time to run through the social scene, then we're out of here. September 25-27, it's the Chark AGM Weekend Camp Fairburn, and that's near Emerald. October 2-5 to in VK4, Tark again tell us Cardwell Gathering is on the Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. October 25 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention in the Greyhound Track. November 14 in VK4, VK4PY tells us that's the date of the Gold Coast Hamfest. And VK3YE tells us QRP by the Bay, Saturday the 14th of November, always the second Saturday of November. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.